In this podcast, I'm going to share one of my secrets, one of the things that I do to keep my excitement and my energy high for the journey of fitness, not just the destination of looking better, feeling better, performing better, but how do you keep from week to week, month to month, year to year, how do you keep yourself excited and engaged and motivated and charging forward to continue with the fitness journey? That's the topic today. Dallas and I will talk about it. Learn more. Stick around. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts, Dallas and Greg. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast. With you, as always, uh, Dallas Amston here, and I am your Speak to Lead and Communicate to Succeed coach. And then also with me, my co-host, GM at CrossFit Edwardsville. Also, kind of. What was that symbol you just threw out? I don't even know. I just, I was just doing. Is this like the official family G scale crest? Something I just, something I just, I just improvise. I just do things sometimes. We're gonna find out from someone later that that's an awkward, uh, you know, white power symbol or something. Probably, yeah. (laughs) Somebody be like, you shouldn't throw that symbol up. For those of you just listening on the audio version, uh, you have no idea what we're talking about. He basically (laughs) threw two sideways peace signs, which I'm sure is going to be something. So anyway. Yeah. How you doing, man? Creatively edit that out. I'm good, man. I'm I am I am proudly addicted to learning. And you know, these conversations I always find I learn a lot of neat stuff talking with you. And you know, maybe learn a thing or two about presentation as we go along. Maybe I share some knowledge. Don't do is talk about symbols and hand signs one minute in. That's a rule. I didn't even know what that was. I'm just I'm just making stuff up. I love I don't know, how are, what about you, man? How are you doing? Dude, I am vibrating at such a high frequency right now. I'm like on fire in, in my life, which feels great. Um, I feel like there has uh, things are falling into alignment in ways. In the last sure. couple months, the acceleration that's taking place is just like, yeah, let's go. I feel good. I was talking with a fellow... Um, fellow speaker and coach just uh, earlier today, actually, we check in with each other fairly recently, fairly uh, frequently. And he was just going, man, the changes I've seen in you mentally and emotionally in the past three, four months, he's like, you're just a different person than you were. And so that's like you, I'm addicted to learning though. And I'm, I'm addicted to expansion and I'm finally embracing the discomfort of growth. Well, as your friend, I, I raise my glass and say cheers because it's been exciting seeing this positive growth, these positive changes in you these past couple of months. As you continue to operate on a higher frequency, as you continue to chase what is valuable for you and achieve what is valuable for you. Oh. I thought that's a neat little segue into our conversation for today, talking yeah. about talk to me creating rewards systems, which is one of the things that I love to do to keep myself connected and engaged with my fitness journey. I do want to ask you so much about this because for those of you who don't know, um, G, he he has talked about this in past episodes on how. Growing up, he did not have healthy eating habits. Right. Um, really, 
a lot of his health journey began when he first met his wife, Caroline, and thought, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not hot enough for her. So he realized he had to clean up a lot of his act. Yes. Um, there was, you were always strong and you were, but you didn't have, well, when I see photos of you, dude, I'm like, all right, he looks, you always looked fit. You just look soft. -er. I, was, look I, I was real small and really soft, no muscle. And well, if we talk about strong, yeah, definitely not physically strong. Definitely not physically strong. Sure. Maybe, maybe mentally strong. I, I, maybe I've always been good at not quitting, but that's a whole different kind of strong. Well, that's true. Well, when I when I've seen a couple older photos of you, you may have already been on the journey then, the fitness mm -hmm. journey by the, of some of the photos I've seen, because um, I've never looked at you and been like, oh, the dude was scrawny. Never felt that way. But but you have now, you have maintained mm -hmm. a sub what seven percent body fat for a decade yep. now. Sub eight, sub seven. Yep. Sub eight, sub seven percent body fat for a decade. Yep. To put that into perspective, ten percent to twelve percent is considered like a fit dad, right? Oh yeah. Well, ten percent, twelve percent, you have six pack abs. Okay, ten to twelve percent, you've got six pack abs. So fit dads are like living at that twelve percent. Um, so to live sub seven, sub eight uh, mm -hmm. for a decade now means yeah. you, you did something that dialed it in. Right. And well, I think made it, made it, made it livable. Sustainable. And sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainable. Yeah. But right. also, um, and, and I think that's what I mean by dialed in. It was like you, you honed and you tweaked and you added and you took away and you, you did the things until you were like, boom, this is, I can, I can live this. And right. I think so many of us struggle with the idea Oh, I will live this way the rest of my life. Like if you say that to me right now, Dallas, you won't whatever have this for the rest of your life. That actually becomes a little bit um, monolithic. That's not the right word, but it almost becomes a little like woke, daunting the sure. of for the rest of my yes. life. But now you've done it for a decade. Right. And I'd like to know what you did to dial it in and tweak it and then make it sustainable because – We've all heard, we've all heard the idea takes, you know, 21 to 28 days to break a habit. Well, some of the new research shows it actually takes another. There we six. go. I was hoping you bring this up. Oh, you bring this up. Uh, just so everybody knows, we don't have any notes on today. So we're going to find out where this goes. But 21 to 28 days to break a habit. That's where most people stop. But if you leave the room empty, it's going to get filled back up. Right. So you have to actually form the new habit that can take, depending on the studies you read, but on average, like 66. That's right. Yep. yep. So exactly. if you think 90 days here, 21 to 28, 66 ish to 70 uh -huh. ish. You're in the game for a quarter of a year. Right. Before you actually establish a new habit. And through that establishment, you've got to do what we're going to talk about with G here. You're going to dial, you're going to tweak, you're going to own Right. In habit formation, but most of us hit the eject cord on the three-week mark or the mm -hmm. four-week mark. Or the two-week mark or the one-week mark. Right, because we hit the first hiccup and we're not thinking 90 days because 90 days just became daunting. And instead right. we're like, oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> Rip open the Oreo sleeve and shovel it in and be like, I'll start again Monday. Right. But somehow you dialed that in. So I'd love to hear about the the habit decreation you went through 
to the new habit creation and how you tweaked that. I think it'd be very informative for us. So this might be a little bit of a deviation from our original thought topic or process for this, but if, if there's one thing that I have done really well since the early days, it was that once I adopted a healthy habit, I was very good about keeping it. Yeah. And I think it's really important to establish because I know some people, some people do really well jumping in both feet, going all out on their fitness or ripping the bandaid off, going all in on their healthy eating. My journey was not that. My journey was recognizing, okay, I need to exercise and I would go and exercise couple days a week and it wasn't anything impressive either I first started it was the bodybuilding magazines before I recognized that it was a very slow and less fun process of fitnessing sure. found a way to crossfit whatever right but I wasn't eating healthy at all like not at all not at all in fact you ask Caroline to, to tell you she'll tell you stories like every single night after dinner, which was literally whatever, like I didn't know any better at the time. I mean, yeah. we'd eat just complete crap. You know, I have you know pizza multiple times a week. After that was done, my dessert, dessert, as if you need that after the pizza, was <laughs> the Little Debbie brownie snack cakes with oh, or without sure. the sprinkles on the top. Sure, sure. And I have a couple of them every single night. By the way, if you eat those, uh, Life hack, like microwave them for like four seconds. <laughs> microwave no, them for four seconds. To be telling us how to eat them. Yeah, like they come out amazing. <gasps> they're they're just hilarious. warm and hot enough. They feel like they just came out of the 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 pan in the oven. But anyway, she's the one that, for example, she got me to switch away from having just pure sugar processed crap yeah. after dinner. And have start having a piece of fruit as my dessert. Hmm. What happened was that was like the maybe you could say that was that was her planting the seed in my mind and awakening me to the possibility of healthy eating being a part of this journey because I was literally just exercising at that time and I was seeing some positive results from exercise, yeah. but I wasn't eating healthy at all. I didn't know how to. I wasn't raised to eat in a healthy way. Right. I made that one little shift. And I just kept it. I, you know, in my head, the the new framework was: if I'm feeling like I want something sweet for dessert, fruit is an option. And so I started seeking that opportunity sure. on a regular basis. There was the point at which uh, the very first diet that I ever did was the Body for Life oh, diet. Yeah. Oh, Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips. Yeah, Coach Absolutely. Oprah. It looked People great. Love like, I was like, week Bill Phillips. Six meals yeah. a day, six workouts a week, rest on the seventh, whatever you want. Exactly. So that that became the framework for my first ever diet, which was I'm going to eat in a healthy way yeah. Monday through Friday, which, I mean, what counted as healthy in Bill Phillips' world, there was quite a bit of play, which for me gave a, a lot of opportunity where, you know, I, a lot of stuff was on plan. But that one right. day, you pick if one you day. chocolate pudding, just add uh, whatever his – protein powder was that he was right protein powder, exactly yes yeah. eas protein powder and you can still yeah. eat the pudding on tuesday exactly 
Now, the, the, the thing with that diet, for the people who those don't know or who wasn't who weren't around in that time window, the Body for Life diet was you eat super healthy six days of the week. You pick one day of the week and you can eat whatever you want all day. That you, It's your cheat day. You can literally have anything you want. What happens is, is that it creates, I uh, have this reward system. Yeah. My, my day was Saturday. So I knew, all right, I can have the off-plan foods on Saturday. Yeah. Therefore, in my head, it was easier to stomach the idea of not eating Little Debbie snack cakes and pizza and all the other things Monday sure. through Friday. Sure. Because there was this little reward at the end of the thing. So my wife and I did that too. We did the body for life and we would talk about like on Monday or Tuesday, what are we going to make on Sunday? We're going to yeah. make a cake or we're going to like, we, yeah. we, we started dreaming about what the, the dopamine hit at the end of the week was going to be. <laughs> exactly. Now we, we've talked at length on this podcast about how I don't, I now do not believe that food and drink should be rewards for anything. I will stand by that yeah. statement, but in the early days, it was my framework. Yeah. That was my how I thought. And there is there is something to say. There is something to the idea that it was easier to learn discipline Monday through Friday, having this little reward at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. What happens then is as I believe that discipline, like any other skill, can be developed and grown, enhanced, made stronger. So I was learning discipline for the first yeah. time in my life, Monday through Friday. Well, I guess you should say Sunday through Friday. Yeah. Sunday through Friday. And what happened was more and more often on Saturdays, it wasn't a day-long bender of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cabin Crunch and Little Debbie Snack Cakes. It was, I'll have my same healthy breakfast because I learned I enjoyed it. I'd have my same right. healthy lunch and dinner would be off plan. So instead of being three meals off plan on Saturday, it was one meal off plan. Yeah, sure. And then I found that I just felt so good eating in a healthier way that I was like, you know what? Like Saturday would come along and, you know, maybe I wouldn't find myself at California Pizza Kitchen. I'd be <laughs> at home. I'd still have some. I still have my healthy dinners from the week that I prepared. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'll just have I'll have that on Saturday night. I've already prepared the meal. I still enjoy it. It's delicious. Yeah. I'll have that. So then a week go past. I hadn't had a cheat meal at all. So then I thought to myself, what if I just did a cheat meal like or a cheat day every two weeks or a cheat meal every two weeks? It went to like a cheat meal every two weeks. Yeah. To a cheat meal once a month and i was gradually building this discipline and phasing out the bad habits that i had had yeah and this general theme of adding a small piece and letting it grow inside yeah. of me and let it flourish something valuable yeah is a persistent theme yeah. i started flossing one year and i what i did was i said you know what i'm just gonna floss i gotta brush my teeth i'm gonna floss and if there's anything that i actually see stuck in my teeth i'll get that out i'll throw away the flossing stick and i'm done yeah that grew over time from spending you know 15 seconds flossing yeah to flossing every day yeah. to actually doing a full-scale job every day yeah 
I adopted meditation what mm-hmm. one year and my meditative practice when I started was literally I'm just gonna sit for three minutes and try and just be fully aware of everything that's going on out here as I sit on my balcony I'm not going to try and process or analyze or interpret what I'm seeing I'm going to try and hear everything and I'm yeah. going to try and see everything to trade myself to be more present in this moment and not always be perseverating about something else and literally for months probably the better part of a year my meditative practice was i start a timer three minutes fully being present in this moment thoughts start coming i let them pass i re- reorient to hear everything see everything and from there it became more and more it became five minutes became sure. several minutes now it's a part of it's it's part of my morning routine that's eight minutes long. Yeah. There's there's an intriguing thing here, just to insert this thought. I remember hearing Jerry Seinfeld talk about this. He um and actually I've seen now that people have adopted or, or created apps around the concept he introduced. But you're you're telling us a concept I've heard from him as well. He he was uh, in his early days of stand-up comedy. He was just going up, trying stuff, hitting an open mic here, an open mic there, et cetera. And I re- he, he, re- he said, I remember walking past a construction site in New York. And I'm watching these guys load in one day at you know five in the morning as he's headed home from the clubs. They're going in. And he's watching these guys. And he's just looking at me. and goes, man, I would hate to do that. Like, it's just, it wasn't his thing. And he said, but if these guys can get up and go to work every day, then surely I can write comedy every day that I love. So he got a, he got a calendar and a red marker and every day that he wrote comedy, he just put an X and then he did day three, day four, day five, until he started saying to himself every day, don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. Right. So where right. 30 days of all red, 31 days of all red, 30 days of all red, 28 days of all red, whatever it was. Um, and he, he adopted this idea, I will write every day. And his career, obviously, started exponentially growing compared to his peers because they were just writing when they had an inspiration or felt like it. And he turned the inspiration into a discipline. The discipline became a lifestyle. The lifestyle led to success. And that, right. And I think, so the idea of don't break a chain really resonates with me. And there yeah. are certain things in my life that I have not broken the chain for a while. Like there are certain things that are like, that's just ingrained now. I introduced it and then I kind of tweaked it and now it's ingrained in my patterns. I'm not like that in every area of my life, but something you said, I think is so important, G, is you just started with one thing. One little thing. One micro commitment. Yep. Micro commitment to consistency. Right. And it was just don't break the chain. Just don't break the chain. Floss for 15 seconds. Then it became 30, you know, cheat meals, et cetera. Now I can tell everybody now you only have one cheat <laughs> meal a year. Well, actually, let's t- you know, uh, we can be as accurate. It's basically it's 24 to 48 hours of just of, melee. It's of just melee every it is, year. It is dietary Thunderdome once a year. For, <laughs> yeah. for those of you who don't know, his favorite time of year is Halloween. And Absolutely. He, and even that, you count your candy bars. You're like, this is number I, 22. I, I do because I actually, I, I track what I eat right. in here on a food app. And like Dallas and I talked about this the other day, like how regularly do you track what you eat? 
Well, very, basically never on a regular basis because I did it once. I identified what worked for me. I put it on repeat. Right. I already know what I'm going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I get the variety that I need in my life in other areas. But anyway, the punchline to all of this was like I started by just not – by trading little baby stack cakes for fruit. Yeah. And that was this one little change that I made, and I kept it. Yeah. And it grew something else. So you, I'm sure like a lot of our audience is aware of who Kobe Bryant is. May he rest in peace, the famous basketball player. Yeah. He has a similar – he had a similar philosophy that runs along the same lines here. And that was that he would get up, I think, at 4 o'clock in the morning. In the morning, yep. To go and train and get a couple hours of training in before the other guys showed up to put in training. And what happens is it doesn't, I mean, it's a pain in the butt, but what happens is maybe you get one hour more training than the other guys on Monday. And then on Tuesday, one more training hour than they got. And on Wednesday, one more training hour. And if you do that five times a week, yeah. then by the end of the end of the month, you've got ish, 20 hours of additional training that your competitors didn't have yeah now you multiply that over months and years and the way he described it was at some point they have no chance of closing the gap right they could train 18 hours a day and they will never catch him because he's yeah. so far out in the head right yeah this is very much what i've done when it comes to healthy eating and fitness like i started doing very little when it came to fitness i did very little when it came to nutrition but I started small and yeah. kept it and then grew it and then grew it and then grew it and then grew it. And it's been that it's been that for, in, in so many arenas of I, life. The cold shower that I did, it started right. with turn the cold water on, hop in, breathe one, two, three, four, shut it off. I'm done. I'm out. Now it's an eight minute long, yep. eight minute long cold shower in the morning. And that's just part right. of your and we've talked about morning rituals, you and I, you know, previously. Um I don't think we aired the one that we started recording though, because we no, realized we'll, we'll come back to that sometime. We're going to have to tackle that just online, but the the morning rituals that you and I both have. But one of the things I'll say, everybody, to this point is the reason most New Year's resolutions fail is because you're like, I'm going to shift this, and I'm going to start reading this book. I'm going to cover a book a month, and I'm going to cover a a workout four times a week, and I'm going to shift this and completely eliminate sugar. And then you hit keto flu because you've eliminated sugar. You're sore on day three. You quit reading one book and you break the chain because you tried to do too many things at once. Right. So so there are changes that you want to make in your life. And you, you look currently and you go, oh, if I were to say I'm not doing A, B, C, and D well, and I'd like to increase all of those, you need to prioritize. Which one yes. will make the which one will be the smallest change that you can make for the biggest impact? Right. Look at that, look at that metric. Like flossing, flossing his teeth was not the thing, but there was a daily discipline he did. Or yep. switching out fruit actually made a big impact on his caloric intake throughout the week. So Correct. he realized, hey, I'm not going to eat a brownie. I'm going to eat a piece of fruit instead every night. That became a caloric switch that was a small choice that he could commit to daily, but it had a big impact, the Kobe Bryant exponential impact thing. Um, and then all of the other habits will follow, but prioritize the small shift you want to make now. And Especially I in the nutrition category. Yeah. The returns are disproportionate in the in that category. And I think that most people also are probably aware of one thing that they could do differently that would make a disproportionate impact. 
Like yeah. a, a great example is soda. Like if you were to trade soda for almost any other beverage, like water, cheers, cheers that one change that one change would have a dramatic impact. We once did a nutrition challenge. And the gentleman, Dan Price, the only change he made was he stopped drinking soda. And that dude lost 19 pounds his first 30 days. It was for insane. some was people. Part of that. I was for, <laughs> right. But for some people, there's just one little roadblock that stops all the progress. That's not true for everybody, right? You may find that you need to have a couple pieces in place. But the idea, and hopefully this is empowering for the audience, is that it is okay to start small. It is okay to identify one thing that matters a lot yeah. and let that one thing be a catalyst for more. Yeah. And I, I would encourage you to everybody. Um, there are the list of things that you don't want to do or the, the list of things where you're like, oh, I need to change this, shift that, do this. But take a moment and actually go, oh, but wait, I've already made this little change and you didn't yeah. think about it. Um, like I, rem I used to hate Brussels sprouts. They are now my favorite vegetable. That's awesome. And um, and when when I when I smell them, and they're roasted in the oven, I'm like, oh yeah, oh, so good. Then I get so so good like that. Um, but it was just one of those things where my wife was like, hey, I'm gonna start making these once a week. I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'll eat them. I'll sure. stuff them down. Uh, but then when I was, oh, okay, now I'm game. Now it makes sense. Um, and and you you mentioned the soda thing. I can't honestly tell you the last time I had a soda G. That's um, awesome. That's makes uh, me very happy I, to hear that. I think it was when we were in. Oh, now I do remember. It was back in May. We were in California, and um, somebody gave me a Mexican Coke, Coke, which is real sugar, no flavor modification, and it was in one of the glass bottles. And I was like, I haven't had one of these in whatever. And I drank it. And I was like, Oh, that was actually fun and satisfying until I felt like crap. Twenty five yeah. minutes later. Yeah. Like, Never mind. I'm good. That was the last soda I had. Was back in May, but um, but. But if you go back and you think, oh, I've made this change. Hey, I've started doing 10 minutes of mobility every morning. Right, right. Just a little game changer over time. So give yourself credit for the shifts you've made and then make a decision that's prioritized on the shift you want to make next. And then say, I'm only working on this this next quarter. That's the only change right. I can make in my schedule or in my nutrition choices or in my, in my exercise choices, whatever it is. Make one shift for one quarter. Commit beyond the 21-day, quote, habit break and right. do a 66-day habit formation and yes. just see what – if you introduce four new lifestyle habits in one year, G, one a quarter, you're already – you're better than 70% of the people who failed on the first week of their New Year's resolutions. Right, because – so many people start and stop and start and stop. Yep. It's it's that the the full commitment that once you start this little thing, you just keep this little thing and let it grow. Okay. Now another another thing that for me has helped in this journey because I've been crossfitting for 14 years. I've kept you know very healthy self for many years now. Yeah. I feel like I was always I was always training for something. Early on, it was. This. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to win a girl's heart. Yeah, I did. Great. I, you know, I started doing CrossFit, and CrossFit gave me the athlete mindset. Now I'm training for something. Yeah, I would compete in CrossFit competitions back in the day. I had something to train for. 
when I became a CrossFit coach, part of what I train for is I feel like I need to lead my people by example. I need to be towards the top of the pack in terms of my performance. And so it's something that I'm training for. You know, periodically, like every year I run the Go St. Louis Halloween Half Marathon. Oh, sure, sure. My CrossFit training prepares me for that. Now, 14 years in, and it's in the early days especially, like everything is a PR, like back squatting more, front squatting more, faster Fran time, faster Diane time. And being the athlete in CrossFit gives you a whole new set of ways to track your progress and a whole new set of things to be excited about in your fitness journey. Yeah. The one thing I really wanted to share on this podcast was that, you know, 14 years in, I'm a little older than I was, quite a bit older than I was. 14 years older. Yeah, 14. Exactly. (laughs) That math was simple. (laughs) And it's like for me, to beat the the 28, 29 year old me is it would require a disproportionate amount of time spent in the sure. gym. Sure. I'm balancing being a dad, a spouse, my own work, my own family, my own hobbies, my own responsibilities. And so yeah. I know that for me, the work life balance is not for me to be fitnessing for two and a half hours a day to right. beat who I was when I was a CrossFit competitor, right? Right. So the metric that I'm using or like the thing that I'm training for now isn't that now to, to a large extent, it's I train because I know emotionally I am so much healthier and happier when I do rigorous workouts, when I deal with stress better, I'm more patient. I'm more optimistic. I feel better in my body and I feel better about me also. There's like the emotional health, the between the ears changes, just feeling good, addressing anxiety, keeping it at bay. There's there there are those intrinsic rewards. I do a workout, I feel better. Yeah. I do a workout, my energy is better. I do a workout, my relationship with myself is better. All those things are still true. Yeah. But what I find is that it's very helpful for me now that I'm not training for a CrossFit competition, not mm-hmm. training to win a girl's heart not in the same way anymore i still try and win her heart every day sure but it's but for me it really helps to have a monthly target a monthly reward for just continuing in the journey sure which for example in the month of july yeah in the month of july there I'm, I'm addicted to learning. Talked about that earlier in the podcast. Yeah. The And something that, Dal, that Dallas and I have discussed, my financial coach is Ramit Sethi of I Will Teach You to Be Rich, Ramit Sethi fame. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Listening to him speak is a great joy for yeah. me. I love yeah. learning from him. One of the things that he teaches is that everybody has money dials, which the principle of this is there are things that Dallas Amsden disproportionately loves spending money on. And there are things that you hate spending money on. Just put this in context, Dallas. What are some things that you love spending money on? Like you, you spend money on and it just brings you joy to do it. Oh, Oh, I wasn't ready for this. Um, I, I love, uh, I do love like doing day events with my wife or kids. Uh, like if we can go do an event and I don't have to think about 
oh, that's a few hundred dollars. Um, I love, uh, I do love traveling. I, um, I do enjoy a really good steak. Like that's, that's, I I know food shouldn't be the reward, but if my wife and I can go hit like a really great steakhouse where that's always a fun time. Um, and then, um, I like seeing movies. I know that's a weird, but, but then I have a few hobbies that I'm looking to pick up here. Um, well, not so much hobbies as disciplines. And uh, sure. I'm looking forward to spending money on those things because some of them cost sure. more money than I want to spend. Right <laughs> so it, it's very travel is a very common one. Concerts. Go, I love going to concerts. Like experience, like live experiences is, is yeah. another big one for a lot of people. For many yeah. people, food is something they love to go out and experience. And to some extent, to some extent, you're relatively price insensitive on these things. You're like, sure. I know it costs more. I'm going to spend it anyway because that is what I truly value, right? Yep. yep. What I've what I've found is, for me, anything like there there are certain skills that I I want to develop. Yeah. And I'm so addicted to learning. I so love developing these new skills snowboarding being a, right. a capable marksman with a handgun right. self-defense jujitsu like for example <laughs> some examples it's very helpful for me to recognize okay that is my money dial and with the money dial the idea is to turn up the spending spend way more on those things that are disproportionately rewarding for you sure and mercilessly cut costs in the other categories. My wife and I are committed minimalists. We live a very inexpensive lifestyle, but my learning habits, you could argue are quite pricey. What I do is, what I do is I say every month, I create a target for myself. This past month, it happened to be a course that would help me become more skilled as a marksman with a handgun, as well as self-defense, jujitsu, help me become a stronger more useful human harder to kill uh and and train with great people so this is not a cheap thing it's not a cheap event or excursion put that way but right what i find is if i put that thing that is for me extremely rewarding at the end of the month to say all right if i put in the time put in the work do the workouts eat the healthy things yeah at the end of the month i would reward myself with this i have found myself coaching our crossfitters on this concept more and more yeah. because I think we've all heard this before and it's true and it bears repeating. Whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. Whatever gets rewarded gets repeated. I think that especially if, if you tend to be relatively type A, (laughs) if you tend to be relatively type A, it's very, very easy to do a thing that you said you were going to do and immediately move on to the next thing. Yeah. And not have any like recognition that you did that thing. Yep. Totally. What I find myself coaching more and more often to others and myself is that the act of recognizing yourself for what you have done, like you start a new fitness journey, you made it 30 days. Most people don't make it 15. Yeah. You should recognize yourself for that. Not right. just like, yes, you look better, you feel better, you perform better, but you actively have a ritual of acknowledging yourself, right? recognizing, respecting yourself for having done this. Yeah. This and ritual. It's not little Debbie's brownies. 
not little Debbie's brownies. Exactly. <laughs> but what it, it, it literally, it teaches you to recognize yourself and you start to see you in a different light, which yeah. has a lot of value to it. A lot of people, a lot of people have a very negative internal dialogue going on a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm so fat. God, I always, I always do this terrible thing. I, I'm so stupid. Why do I keep doing this over and over and over again? And that's the conversation they have with themselves internally. Yeah. What if every single month of the year, you or even twice a month, if that's what works for you, every two weeks, every two weeks, every month, the conversation you have with yourself is, you're a badass. Like you said you were going to eat healthy this last two weeks and you did it. You're awesome. You yeah. deserve to feel good about that. You should feel good about that. You deserve to feel good about that. Right. And now right. I am going to reward me because I did that. Asterisk, the reward should not be unhealthy food, unhealthy drink. Whatever right. your reward be, whatever it is, Dallas and I have discussed this. Yeah. You shouldn't feel guilty. You should. Yeah, it should not be the sort of thing that compromises your value system after the fact, right? right? But maybe, maybe the thing that you love, you love having a new shirt, new jacket, new jeans, reward yourself with that jacket or that shirt or those jeans at the end of the month. For a lot of people, it's travel. Maybe at the end of the month, you, your significant other, you rent an Airbnb, you do a little road trip to get there. Maybe you go off and you camp for the weekend. My reward for myself is I'm going to go, I'm going to camp for this weekend and be away yeah. from people, away from screens, get my time to myself. Yep. If you're a mother, you're a woman, maybe your reward is, you know what? I'm going to send my husband and my kids, like you guys go over Wait. to Edison's, you guys go over to Edison's, you stay there for a few hours. I'm going to take a bath, a hot bath here by myself, uninterrupted for a few hours yep. and get some time to me maybe that's what it is for you it's I funny you say that one i just need to insert real fast here so meg will regularly when she's like hey i need a break i'm like great get out of here go do something that you need to do do something that's rewarding yeah. and she'll look at me and go you don't get it yet i yeah. need a break here without you and them take yes. the boys somewhere else and so then i'm like oh daddy's got to come up with an activity because mommy just wants to be around the house alone yeah with, no, with nobody around uh, without someone calling mommy so that one it's funny that you use that one because for me i hear I that a lot from women especially crazy. mothers especially yeah. mothers this that that one is huge yeah. for them maybe it's a manicure maybe it's a pedicure maybe right. it's i want to get this new power tool so i can augment my garage collection whatever it is for you yeah. like there is a lot of power in short time frames yep. regular rewards because if the reward is I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to exercise, and seven months from now, I'll That's be down X pounds. Too far. That, that gets to feel very far away. It's daunting. And, and it can become daunting or unmotivating in the here and now, right? Yeah. So many people, psychologically, we can wrap our brain around doing something for 15, 30 days, much more easily than we can 90, 120, yep. 10 years, right? Yep. Okay, if you if you were to tell me, hey, you're going to start doing a morning cold shower and you're going to do it every single day for the next several years, I probably wouldn't have started in the first place. It would right. seem like a terrible, 
terribly overwhelming commitment, right? Yeah. But I just said, you know what? Four breaths, cold shower, starting there. But it was keeping it into manageable, psychologically manageable time frames. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, given that I want to reward not just a destination, hey, I will be, I'm going to be the fittest 75-year-old that you're ever going to meet. I'm going to be the guy that can go out on the trampoline or the basketball court and play with my kids, 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 or whatever, right? My grandkids. I'm going to be fit enough to do that. Yeah, that's a long time away. But I will say that a month from today, I'm going to be attending the Sheepdog Response course, and I am super stoked about that. But I only get to go if I actually do the things that I said I was going to do this month. So I'm excited about that. And now I'm super motivated to do the shit that I got to do today. You know what I mean? So the idea here is everybody, um, you may, you may think about like your life in terms of life's a marathon, not a sprint, but the truth is you got to get rewards along the miles, um, to keep yourself motivated. And as G was saying there to really make sure that you're doing some sort of extrinsic reward. That is not going to make yep. you feel guilty, not going to get you off plan, et cetera. Some sort of extrinsic reward that you feel great about. Um, yep. When you save a certain amount, you're going to let yourself go out to that nice dinner. When you lose a certain amount, you're going to buy yourself those new jeans that you've been thinking about. Or go do that event. Go to that concert. Go to whatever it might be. Sheepdog training. Um, right. Because you're you're finding the things that fill you. And, and reward you in a way that you go, oh, that's a carrot I can chase for just long enough to hit the next milestone. And it all starts, though, with a micro commitment to daily action, daily consistency. Don't break the chain over time. That will build into a habit. But reward yourself along the path so that it doesn't seem like, well, now I'm going to do this for the resolution for the whole year. Bad idea. Right. Small right. commitment, small shift, small change makes big transformation over time. Because it snowballs. It snowballs it over time. It's the, I mean, you know, we talk, even, yeah, we don't need to go into more examples. It's fine. We're good on this. I think we've nailed the point here, everybody. Sure. The snowball effect, exponential transformation over small daily commitments, micro commitments. Yep. You will feel that over time. So, um, gee, I love this. I love I, we, we are going to have to talk about our morning rituals a little bit and let people behind the curtain a little bit on that. Sure. Uh, and not necessarily the cold shower curtain, but we're, we're definitely going to um, talk <laughs> through your morning rituals, some of my morning rituals, and how we really attack the first half or the first hour or two of our days. Um, I love yep. this, man. Thank you for sharing your insights and your wisdom with us, brother. Hopefully it was valuable for you guys. I hope that something that I've shared here has resonated with you and it gives you something actionable that you can take into your everyday life. And I I do hope you take action on this because knowledge by itself isn't necessarily power, but knowledge acted upon, now that is powerful. So knowledge applied, baby. Take take at least one thing. If there's anything here that you're like, okay, I can see that working for me. Please take that one thing and start it today. When you're most motivated, when you're most, like it's most top of mind for you, put that first X on the calendar today and then just don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. Love it. 
everybody, if you are interested in learning more about CrossFit Edwardsville, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, get your popcorn ready because I'm going to tell you how to be a part of the show. Uh, you can uh, don't get your actual popcorn ready. Um, so you want uh, you can check us out on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at CrossFit Edwardsville. You can also put that into your Google and find us and read hundreds of five-star reviews, stories of transformation and impact. But when you're ready to have the conversation, whether the first step or the next step in your journey in fitness, to look better, feel better, perform better in your life, as well as in your health, check us out at CrossFitEdwardsville.com. There is a big button on the homepage that says, book a no sweat conversation. We would love to talk to you about what your goals are, what your targets are, and what micro commitments you want to make. And that again is at CrossFit Edwardsville. G Scale, always appreciate the time, my man. Thanks so much for spending it with me today. Thank you to those of you who've spent your time with us today. We honor you for sharing that space with us. G, I'll have you sing us out, brother. Guys, have yourselves an amazing rest of your day. We'll see you in the next episode.